630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Riley's going to keep it and then throw, and Adarius Pullman's got a pair. Touchdown, Eskimos. This one from 51 to tie it. Ball is up, and it is through. Sean White has done it again. Comes off the boards, two on two Oilers. McDavid has a step to the net. Back hitter to it. Side scores. Connor McDavid scores both goals tonight and wins the game in overtime. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. The downtown arena, Rogers Place, open for business. The ribbon cutting this afternoon. You just heard it live right here on 630. Chad Mandelman, what a project it was. Years in the making. Now it's good to go. Of course, the big public open house coming up on Saturday. Almost 57,000 of you will be taking a tour of Rogers Place. Concerts coming up. Oil Kings on the 24th, Oilers on the 26th in the preseason, Oilers' first regular season game in the new building on October 12th. It is indeed an exciting time, and oh, oh, a little excitement as well on Saturday on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium, as your Edmonton Eskimos will take on the Calgary Stampeders. We have that one for you on 6.30, Chad. 3.30 for the pregame show, 5 o'clock for the kickoff. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 6.07. It's Inside Sports. On 6.30, Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. Good to have you along for the ride. And, man, oh, man, what a show we have for you uh, tonight. We have uh, some reaction to the Rogers Place ribbon cutting as we move along. We'll have Eskimos offensive lineman DeAnthony Batiste on the show. Oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, Canadian country music artist Brett Kissel will join us later on. whole bunch of fun to get to. But news out of Quebec City today... Team North America just hitting the ice to play Team Europe in a World Cup tune-up game. And from your Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid has been named captain of Team North America. Of course, you can always reach us here on Inside Sports by texting 630-630. The open line number is 780-496-0063. You can email Sports at 630ched.com. Now, the GM of the Edmonton Oilers is Peter Shirelli. He's also the general manager of Team North America, and he joins us now. Peter, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for fitting me in tonight. I know it's a busy day. The, the big news, Connor McDavid will be the uh, captain here for Team North America in the World Cup. Uh, I mean, obviously a lot of speculation and certainly a lot of Oilers fans, I think, hoping he would get that honor. What went into it uh, to, to make that decision on a team with, uh, you know, a lot of young guys, but he's one of the younger ones? Well, a lot of young guys, Reed, a lot of guys that uh, that will be leaders um, and that will, will be leaders with their own club teams and with, and with this team. Uh, we just talked amongst the management group and the coaching staff and we felt uh, that uh, what Connor is as a player, what he what he represents, and how he represents himself, we felt that he'd be he'd be a good candidate to be captain. Uh, in addition to having the strong leaders around him, like Aaron Ekblad and Sean Couturier, who are two really solid individuals and very good players. Uh, I mean, look, this leads into my next question that the Oilers here in Edmonton, uh, you guys have said you will have a captain for the upcoming season. Um, I mean, is is this an indication that 
you know, you'd be leaning towards Connor, or he'd be in the running to wear the seat for the Oilers. How, how what can you say to fans about that? Well, well, we'll have a captain at some point in training camp, and we'll go through the same thought process and have the same discussion uh, with our management group and with the coaches, and, and we'll have a captain in, in due course. Okay, uh, you guys. Have, How's that for an answer? It's <laughs> kind of what I was expecting, to be honest, Peter. Yeah. But I, well, you got it. I had to ask. Um, yep. Just on the World Cup. Uh, how do you define your expectations for Team North America? Guys from two countries, they're all young, uh, you know, they're all still up in, in their career, and a lot of them have never played together before. How do you, how, what's your expectations for this team? Well, I, I, I think we've been under the radar a little bit. We seem to be emerging uh, as people watch us practice. We're, we're lightning fast, this team, and uh, if they can harness it, they can play without the puck, I think we can we can make some noise. Uh we're trying to bond this group quickly, and um, you know they're a good bunch of kids. They're doing a lot of stuff together, so we'll see how uh, how the next week goes. But uh, I think we can surprise a few teams. All right, and before I let you go, I have a number for you: fifty-six thousand eight hundred and seventy-eight. That's the number of people who have a ticket to go on the Rogers Place Open House Tour on Saturday. It's exciting today with the ribbon cutting. I, I, I know there's probably part of you that wishes you could be around for this too. But yeah, I, I really. Uh, I've been watching the video, been talking to everyone there, and I. It's uh, you know this is a good experience here, and I'm glad I'm part of it. And and most of me in Edmonton watching it, and hearing about how our guys are skating and, and everyone coming in for camp. So uh, a little conflicted, but it's it's a good day today for the Oilers. Peter, thanks for fitting me in. Enjoy the game tonight. Okay, thank you. All right, there's the general manager of the Oilers, the general manager of Team North America, Peter Shirelli, and yeah, he's really fit me in because the game between North America and Europe is about to start in Quebec City. We'll keep you updated on that one tonight. Oh, other tune-up games today in Helsinki. Finland beat Sweden 3-2 in overtime with Olimata getting the game winner in St. Petersburg, Russia over the Czech Republic 4-3. So... Shirelli saying in that interview, talked with the management group, with the coaching staff, and they figured McDavid the best uh, fit to be the captain based on his personality, based on his on-ice abilities. The alternate captains will be Sean Couturier and Aaron Ekblad, by the way. And uh, I had to ask, and as, as Peter joked with me during that interview, I got pretty much the answer I expected. What's going on with the captaincy of the Oilers? So he said, we'll have a captain in due time during training camp. He was on Tim and Sid, the Sportsnet radio show simulcast on TV, or maybe it's a TV show simulcast on radio. Anyway, he told Tim and Sid we'll have a captain probably partway through training camp. Doesn't take much to read into that around the time Connor McDavid returns to Edmonton from the World Cup. Whenever the team is eliminated, the Oilers will be mid-camp, some point midway through camp. I mean, look, the Oilers have done everything except come out and officially announce that Connor McDavid will be the captain of the team, but we'll wait until it becomes official, but he is the captain of Team North America. You can let me know your thoughts on Roger's place on McDavid. 630-630 is the text line. Uh, we could try to fit in calls if there are any. 780-496-0063. We do have to take a quick timeout, and then we're going to be joined by a guy who's been skating here in Edmonton at Roger's place, defenseman Brandon Davidson, when we return. <laughs> This is Jay Onright from FS1, or from Athabasca. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chin. 
Gee, thanks, Jay. It is 6.18. Well, there's hockey on my telly. Just a couple minutes in, North America and Europe tuning up for the World Cup. You know, I just, yeah, I'm going to state the obvious here, but I haven't seen him skate for a few months. Connor McDavid is so fast. Just that first shift, wheeling out of his own end. The North America dumped the puck in. He's the first guy there to start the cycle. They had some forechecking, a couple of shots on goal. You watching that, Kellen? I am, and those Team Europe jerseys are atrocious. Uh, they're kind of two colors, they're, aren't they? They're split Half, down the middle. They're like Two-Face from yeah, uh, the Batman comic. That's exactly right. They're like Harvey Dent right now. <laughs> they're the Harvey Dents of the uh, World Cup. We'll keep yeah. you updated on this game. No Blue Jays today, by the way. They're off one back of Boston now in the American League East. Russell Martin catchers day-to-day with uh, a knee injury. Another hockey note, Mike Fisher, the new captain of the Nashville Predators. He replaces Shea Weber who was traded, of course, to the Montreal Canadiens for P.K. Subban. Bob Stoffer uh, coming up tonight. We'll have some highlights from the ribbon cutting of Rogers Place, but I'm pleased to welcome to the show a guy who became pretty popular with a lot of you over the course of last season, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Brandon Davidson. Brandon, welcome back to the 630 Jet Airwaves. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Doing very well. Great to have you on the show. And, uh, man, a lot going on. The uh, ribbon cutting for Rogers Place, the big open house for uh, for the building on Saturday with over 56,000 people ready to go through the building. What's it been like for you getting to spend some time in there and skate a little bit? You know, it's really been uh, quite a little treat here right before uh, it kind of opens up officially and we got to get in there. So it's been really nice. I mean, we're at the practice rink every day, so we're kind of uh, in and out of the arena. We're we're just kind of poking around corners and and trying to kind of get our bearings inside because they won't quite let us in. But, uh, no, it's exciting. It's it's an amazing building uh, from the outside, and the inside is even that much better. So not, not quite allowed in the actual dressing room yet, eh? Yeah, we're just kind of waiting off right now. Uh, we'll be in there as soon as uh, as soon as things get finished up here. So uh, I would assume sometime next week. From what you have been able to see, what what strikes you about the building? Just the visual effect of it has kind of uh, been almost like uh, an amphitheater. It's it's massive building um, with all the amenities, and it's really you know a, a great place that we get to call home and. and uh, it's kind of put a new uh, spin on our on things, and I think it's really excited the guys, and it's really uh, kind of motivated us to move forward this year. All right. Well, and for you, I know you want to keep moving forward. You, you, you had a really good season last year. Uh, I, I think you, uh, probably not your own expectations, but I, I think you surpassed a lot of people's expectations for you. But unfortunately, the season ended a little earlier. Uh, tell me a little bit about that injury you suffered in Winnipeg and, and uh, you know how the healing has gone over the last few months. Yeah, healing's gone uh, fairly well. It took a lower body injury, I guess. Uh, and, and it healed up uh, quite quickly, actually. If we were um, able to make the playoffs last year, I would have been able to go kind of thing. But um held me out there for the last little bit of the season. And uh, I, I didn't really – I didn't like that. I, I was just kind of uh, – uh, growing as a player and I felt that I was taking on a, a bigger role in the ice and, and it was something that kind of put a halt on things so uh, I'm excited to kind of start this season again and kind of continue off of that and, and, and keep building as uh, as we move forward here. Well, I mean, you you really became a guy who who played a lot of minutes as as the season went all along and, and was relied along uh, relied upon in a lot of different scenarios as the season went along. What do you th- what, when you look back on last season? What are a couple highlights for you individually? Uh, 
Yeah, I think uh, basically just uh, kind of breaking into the league. That was uh, that was big for me, kind of thing. Uh, making sure I established myself and, and kind of got my my name in the door. And I think uh, from there things kind of snowballed, and, and I was able to keep kind of rolling off that. And, and the thing was, is um, I had a lot of fun with it last year. Uh, the guys made it great in the locker room and, and made it easy for me to transition from the minors to the pros and I think that uh, or to the NHL and, and I think that uh, that was huge and really kind of helped me grow and get my confidence and I just I felt comfortable so uh, I was able to have a lot of fun and, and able to make uh, a lot of big improvements that uh, that uh, kind of maybe surprised me and surprised some other people as well. Brandon Davidson, Oilers defenseman, joining us on Inside Sports. Of course, there are always changes in the offseason, and a big one for you guys on the back end because you add Adam Larson, who's expected to have quite a bit of responsibility on the blue line as well. Uh, I, know it's, uh, I know it's early. You're just getting to know him, but any initial impressions of Adam? Yeah, Adam uh, seems like a, a Class A uh, act, and, and he's uh, really kind of... Uh, you know, put both feet in the door kind of thing and, and, and got to know everybody here so far. And, and he's, uh, he's kind of, uh, you know, expected to do, do things that, uh, he wasn't before. And I think that, uh, he did a great job in New Jersey and it's a privilege to have him here. So, um, we'll let, uh, we'll let his work, uh, happen on the ice and, and we'll see where that takes him. You probably heard Connor McDavid has been named the captain of Team North America. There's a lot of speculation that he, he's going to be named the captain of the Oilers as well. I, I know we have to wait and see what happens there, but uh, just your thoughts on, on him getting the C in the World Cup and on Connor as a leader, even though he's, he's a very young man still. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great honor for him here in the, in the North America Cup as well. And, um, I think that uh, might be a good sign for things to come for the Oilers and um, that's kind of one thing, or one thing that we're all kind of uh, wondering as well. But um, it seems like Connor is uh, definitely the driving force behind this team, and, and somebody that's going to be relied on for many years to come. And, and his leadership has already been um, tremendous as, as such a young guy. And, um, I would, uh, I would uh, like to let him lead and, and, and follow. So uh, we'll see what happens here for sure. But uh, at the same time, uh, I. Uh, Wish him the best of luck in North America. Does the age of, of a captain really matter in the locker room once a guy is picked? Um, I think we got enough guys uh, in that locker room that have uh, played in the league for a while and, and can definitely help mentor him And, and um, if, if he is chosen to captain. And I think that kind of – he'll look for that at, at such a young age maybe, a little bit of help from, from those older guys. But um, – you know, he leads by example on the ice. He's the guy that steps up in, in uh, tough situations, and, and uh, he wants to win. I think that's uh, that's the biggest part, and um, that's uh, he's the driving force behind our whole team. All right. Well, it's ramping up, Brandon. It's uh, it's great to have you back on the show, and of course, uh, we'll be seeing each other around the rink almost every day in a few weeks. So thanks a lot for doing this. <laughs> You bet. Thanks for having me. Right on. That is Edmonton Oilers defenseman Brandon Davidson checking in tonight. Good to have him on the show. Very classy guy to deal with. And I know he really became a fan favorite throughout last season. Too bad it ended early for him. Seems fine, as he did say. You know, if the Oilers would have been a playoff team last year, he, he could have come back and play. He called it lower body. I mean, it was a calf ankle uh, uh, type injury. And uh, I asked him about McDavid at the end. What did he say near the end of the clip there? He is the driving force 
for our team. I don't think it's surprising to hear a member of the Oilers say that. This uh, game, North American Europe, actually a pretty good pace to it. McDavid is flying so far. Nugent Hopkins uh, out there. Dreisaitl, Sekra playing for uh, Europe. Uh, Leon was uh, going to the net on an earlier shift. His line mate wasn't able to get him in the pass. We'll watch this one for you. Halfway through the first period, there is no score. We'll, uh, we'll recap uh, some of the stuff from Rogers Place. We'll have some comments from Mayor Don Iveson, from Oilers owner Daryl Cates, a little bit from Bob Black from the Oilers Entertainment Group as well. He's the Chief Project Development Officer. Oh, uh, Wayne Gretzky as well. Some comments from him as the building opens and Bob Stoffer will hop on as well. Big day for the City of Edmonton. Big day for Connor McDavid. You can always text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Quick timeout for the news, then we're back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Alright. Go to 630Ched.com for additional coverage of the Rogers Place opening as well. You can text 630 uh, Brian says, Reed Connor McDavid getting the C on Team North America is his interview for the C for the Oilers. If in the unlikely event that he is not ready for it, then the Oilers can bring in a temporary captain until he is. If it works, he will show management what he can do. Win-win situation for the Oilers. That is from uh, Brian. Brian, I gotta say, I, I I don't think this is an interview. I, I think he's he's going to be the captain of the Oilers. I, I I just don't. I I think they made up their mind during last season. I, I really do. And, and even if you heard the way they McClellan and Shirelli talked at, at the end of last year during their their final media availabilities, it just already seemed like McDavid would be the captain. And you heard Brandon Davidson on the show a few minutes ago. Talking about McDavid's leadership ability, his desire to win, him being the driving force behind the team, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think this is a, this is a let's see if he can handle being a captain thing. I think this is, we know he can already be a captain, so let's make him the captain of Team North America, and then he'll be the captain of the Oilers. That's how I look at it, anyway, Brian. Uh, this texture says, Reed, I'm worried about you. All you talk about is Connor McDavid. You should seek help. You have a problem. All right. Well, I think I have a lot bigger problems than talking about Connor McDavid that don't even materialize on this show. I mean, geez, settle down, eh? <laughs> you don't know me, man. You don't know me. <laughs> uh... Uh, what's this person says? Could you keep me posted on the North America game? I'm out working, and I'd love to know who's leading that game. Well, of course, we'll keep you updated. Six and a half minutes left in the first period. No score. This is a pre-tournament game, of course. The uh, tournament starts for real next Saturday. 6.30, Chad will be bringing you all the primetime games. Mike says, is it true that you can't exit the new building during an event for a cigarette because they won't let you back in? Uh, Mike, that is true. What it, there's no re-entry, whether it's for a 
uh, cigarette or not. Yakushev says if McDavid is made captain, it's an indicator of the poor performance and management of the Oilers. They just don't have many choices. Would McDavid be made captain of any other Canadian team? Well, going into his second season, uh, maybe. I, I mean, Crosby was named. I mean, it's not unheard of that there's going to be a young captain. I mean, Sidney Crosby was made captain of the Penguins, right? Landeskog in Colorado. It's it's not a unique situation. Uh, Trucker Brian says McDavid is way too young to be captain. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't agree with that at all. I, I think he's the obvious captain of the team. I don't see the point of picking a placeholder captain. Now, there are other guys who can be leaders in that room. I mean, Matt Hendricks comes to mind, right? So it's not like, okay, McDavid, you're the only guy who leads, so it's it's all on you. I mean, there, there are other guys who will take responsibility, and the veterans will do stuff. But I just think you say now, okay, buddy, you're you're the captain. Jarrett says, uh, I think a year of Nuge as captain would be good, and then McDavid can have it. Nuge has grit and is a great two-way player. Good example of an oiler. That's from Jarrett. Again, I just, I just, I, I, I don't, I, guys, I don't see a placeholder captain in place. And would you want to be that guy? Or would you want to be like, hey, you know what, I can be a leader. You know, maybe Connor publicly wears the C. He's the guy. He's going to, might take some growing into you know, but I think people recognize what he is. And I know there have been a lot of players in this city during this decade of darkness, as it's been dubbed, who people have put a lot of hope into and a lot of energy into hoping that they were going to be the guy. Well, none of them have had the resume of Connor McDavid coming out of junior. None of them achieved what McDavid did as a rookie, even though he played barely half a season. So, look, I, I, I know, unfortunately, a lot of you have been through this ringer before. Well, let's, let's hope this young guy. Let's hope this young guy. Let's hope this young guy. Is this the year we finally make the playoffs? Whatever. I get it. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's been a crappy time to be an Oilers fan because you haven't had any sort of success and all glimmers of hope have usually been quickly extinguished. I, I understand that. And I'm not guaranteeing anything performer team-wise, you know, with McDavid on the team. I just, if we're talking about the captaincy, I, I think he's the absolute uh, obvious choice. That's all I can say. Sean says McDavid would be the captain of any team, period. He will have the support of his team and the veterans will mentor him. Uh... I, somebody's asking about a smoking section. I don't know. I think Bob was asked that earlier on his show today. I'll have to try to find out uh, about that if there will be a smoking section. I am not sure. All right, you can text 636-3780-496-0063. We did bring you live coverage of the uh, Rogers Place ribbon cutting this afternoon. Want to get to some highlights of that. And here is Edmonton Mayor Don Iveson. Let's start by looking back in our minds to when this area was an expanse of parking lots. Our downtown was slowly improving. 
But as the heart of our city, it was nowhere near a true reflection of Edmonton's spirit and strength. We knew we needed change and a spark to ignite it. That spark was lit in 2007 when a volunteer committee of Edmonton's top business and community leaders recommended a new arena be built right here in our downtown. As that investment right here in the core of our city would create the greatest opportunity for Edmonton. That concept grew legs as the city refined our plans to revitalize downtown and members of the public echoed their support for the notion. Then, Daryl Cates came onto the scene when he bought the Edmonton Oilers in 2008. And from day one, he made it clear that he saw potential beyond the team and shared the vision of using a new arena as a way to transform our city. And with that shared goal, we set out to make a downtown arena a reality. Now, the road was not easy. This was a high-stakes plan, and the years of public debate were important as it all ultimately landed us on a course that we felt could work. And we broke ground in March 2014 with high hopes. Now, just 30 months later, it's hard to believe, we can say with confidence that we're on the right path to building an even more dynamic downtown, the one we all dreamed was possible. Now, billions are being invested in the core of our city and rising hopes are reflected in the construction of new residential and office towers, including Western Canada's tallest building and iconic destinations like this building and the Royal Alberta Museum. This is Edmonton's spirit in action. Now our community is coming together to build a dream into reality. Look around you. This building is spectacular. I've, I've been in it three times now, so I'm over it. But the first time I came in, <laughs> it was like this. And now anyone who comes to our city or sees it watching Hockey Night in Canada will see a downtown that reflects our aspirations. They will see a great city being built ever higher before their eyes. This changes Edmonton forever. All right, some of the highlights today from Don Iveson addressing the uh, crowd today at the Rogers Place ribbon cutting. No score, North America and Europe World Cup pre-tournament game. Two and a half minutes left in the first period in uh, in Quebec City. Uh, I got a couple of people have texted in that there, well, there's certainly going to be no smoking section inside Rogers Place. And uh, as far as, uh, there's no re-entry, so I guess that answers the question. I, I don't smoke, so I don't. I never thought to look into this before. So I don't know. Maybe if there's enough, uh, uh, enough demand, maybe they'll change. I don't know. Uh, Sean says, uh, hey, remember when then-Councillor Don Iveson voted against building a new rink? Is he excited today? Just wondering. That is from Sean. Uh, <laughs> I do remember that, Sean. 
Uh, Don Iveson voted. I think this was Iveson's uh, deal, if if I remember. I, I don't think he was so much voting against the new arena. I think he was voting against the the city being involved in funding it, or or to the extent that they were. I, I think he was of the school. It's a private business, and private businesses should operate on their own. Of course, you do remember that he changed his vote on the very last vote to a yes vote to proceed, and I believe in his um, remarks surrounding that vote. He said it will be up to the next city council to make sure it proceeds well, which was the first indication that he was likely going to run for mayor. But yes, Sean, I do actually remember that. I hope he's excited today. Uh, Another Sean texting in, he says, uh, Reed, as a teacher, I have learned and have seen that when you put a person with potential into a leadership role, he or she will rise to the occasion. So will Connor McDavid. Kevin says... Connor McDavid is a a once-in-a-lifetime player. He is a captain. Done. And Jay says the importance of the actual C is getting overblown. There will be lots of leadership from Lucic and other veteran players. McDavid is the future, so give him the captaincy now. All right, some uh, some comments there. You can text 630, 630. Get me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins. The phone number is 780-496-0063. We have a lot more to get to. Uh, I want to play uh, some of the Daryl Cates remarks from the opening today. We'll get to some Bob Black. Uh, Bob Stoffer interviewed Wayne Gretzky. We'll bring that to you. And Bob himself will be on the show. Plus, we'll talk some Eskimos. DeAnthony Batiste is set to join us later on as well. Busy show, fun night, Inside Sports on Chet. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Haven't even mentioned the NFL season is now underway. Four minutes in in Denver, Broncos and Panthers tied 0-0. Super Bowl rematch to start off the season. Okay, here's what we're we're uh, gonna do. Uh, I was gonna play some of the Daryl Cates comments from his speech today, but we got some new stuff. Scott Johnson, our City Hall Bureau Chief, working at uh, Rogers Place for the ribbon cutting, and he's just sent in a uh, Daryl Cates media availability that he did a few minutes ago. So uh, here we go with Cates talking to the media horde at Rogers Place. 2008, you said you wanted to get an arena here. Today you've got it. How does that feel? Well, we're very proud, all of us, of what we've accomplished together with the city. And uh, as I said, it uh, really serves as a model, I think, of how uh, you know, public-private partnerships can be constructed uh, for the benefit of uh, everybody. Do you have a favorite part? What's your favorite part of this ring? I love the whole thing. It's, there's nothing like it in the world. Seriously. Speak up, Marty. This must be a really exhilarating moment for you. Have you been thinking about it for a long time? Well, I'm very proud, you know, and uh, very proud of what everyone's accomplished together. All of our uh, amount of work uh, that went into this, uh, the resources, the people, the time, it really required, a, it was an enormous undertaking to see it all come together like this. Exhilarating, I'm proud, I, uh, you know, for the city, for everybody that's our employees who worked so hard for this day. It's uh, really fulfilling. 
it mean for a franchise for players to have a play as I said, you know, and I, I've told the players, it's their house. And I hope they appreciate it's their house. And no team that comes into this house will leave unscathed. That's the general idea. First Big David and now this arena. Do you feel like things are finally rolling your way? Well, that's what we hope, for sure, yes. What do you think Edmontonians will think when they walk in here, Mr. Gates? Well, you'd have to ask them, but... Uh, what do you want them to uh, I hope they appreciate that uh, the city now has uh, uh, the greatest arena in the world, and uh, it is the cornerstone of a uh, ice district, which uh, there is nothing like in the world. And that's something that uh, Edmonton should be proud of now relative to having a world-class downtown, which was, from the outset, our intention. That was important to do, to have this downtown. Back a Sorry? Why was it important for you to have this building here, downtown? Well, we felt that uh, uh, the arena would be a conduit to revitalize downtown Edmonton, which, you know, has been hurt for a long time by uh, a variety of things. And I think you see from the $2.5 billion worth of construction around it that's fully leased um, that uh, um, our tenants... Uh, want to be around an iconic building like Rogers Place and uh, it's attractive for employees and it's it's uh, you know it's a whole package so uh, to your knowledge is anything buried at Sunrise? I don't know you have to have to ask others but I'll never tell. How do you see this arena pinning the city because we're not a big head office town. We've got a lot of small success in the businesses. Right. And, you know, the old seats and all that. So how did that all come together? really answer your question. We're sold out and uh, we leased a million and a half square feet of office space and we're building two and a half billion dollars worth of uh, development around this. It's fully leased so we certainly got the support of the community. You know, Edmonton may be small head offices but our trading area is two and a half million people. And uh, Last question. What was your reaction when you first walked in this building? Well, I mean, I, as I said, I, I brought tears to my eyes uh, when I first walked in about a year ago and saw the infrastructure up. All right, that is Edmonton Oilers owner Daryl Cates speaking to the media a few moments ago at Rogers Place. The ribbon cutting was this afternoon. Of course, Wayne Gretzky skated on uh, the Rogers Place ice earlier today. (laughs) <laughs> well, the ice is probably pretty good. The guy skating on it wasn't quite as good as they used to be, but uh, you know what? It's pretty spectacular. The uh, the whole atmosphere and ambiance of the building, uh, it's a pretty special place, and uh, I think a place that Edmontonians are going to be very proud of. All right, so there we go. The great one was on with Bob Stoffer earlier today. You can get the full interview by going to the Oilers Now page on 630Ched.com. This portion of Inside Sports is presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. Whole bunch more to get to. Bob Stoffer was at the ribbon cutting. He'll join us after the 7 o'clock news, and then at 7.30... 
DeAnthony Batiste, offensive lineman for the Edmonton Eskimos. What's it like going up against that Calgary defense? What do they have to do to get in the win column on Saturday against the Stampeders? That is all ahead. Reed Wilkins with you. It is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.